Welcome to the Wellness Panel, hosted by Midwest Aries in partnership with Mental Health Ireland. Each month we bring you a panel discussion on a range of mental health and well-being topics. Each webinar is recorded live and is available to view in full on the Midwest Aries YouTube channel. Hello everybody and welcome to this webinar on Stress What's That For in partnership with Mental Health Ireland. I'll just let a couple of moments for the attendees to join us, but you're all very welcome. Um, my name is Killian, and I'm the Peer Education Training and Development Officer with Midwest Aries. And I suppose I just want to say a big thank you to Mental Health Ireland for the ongoing partnership with all these webinars over the last number of months. Um, just, I suppose, before we begin, I have great panelists with me today, and I'll get them to introduce themselves in a second. And I suppose today's topic is on stress uh, and how best to manage it in these uncertain times with the, I suppose, the rise in the cost of living among many other stressors. So we'll, I suppose, delve into what stress is, how we can best manage it. And I suppose look at tools and tips that we can use day to day that can help us in the moment to manage stress and anything that goes with that as well. So before we begin as well, I just want to do a bit of introduction on Midwest Aries, who we are and what we do. So Midwest Aries is a recovery education service in the Midwest. We cover Clare, Limerick and North Tipperary, and we run workshops online and face-to-face -face in the community on well-being and recovery education. And I'll have more information on all of our workshops and our upcoming events towards the end of the webinar itself. So just a little bit on the housekeeping. It'll be one hour in duration. There is a Q&A button at the bottom of your screen if you're on your phone or your laptop. And I invite you to even put in questions, start even over the next couple of minutes or throughout the webinar. And we hopefully will be able to get to all of the questions that come in from the attendees as well. Um, and for those that are tuning in for the first time, uh, this is also recorded and will be on our Midwest Series YouTube channel and also on our podcast stream as well called The Wellness Panel. And that can be on that can be got on Spotify and Apple Podcasts as well and all good podcasting streaming services as well. So, yeah, we'll finish with a guided meditation towards the latter end of the webinar. We always finish with a guided meditation just to kind of bring us back into the present moment as well. So I think I've covered everything. So you're all very welcome again. And I just like to invite the panelists, Mike, Claire and James to turn on their camera and on, on mute as well. And we'll say hello to the panelists. So you're all very welcome. So I might just do a round of introductions if that's OK. And Mike, you might start with yourself if that's all right. Yeah, um, thanks, Killian. I'm a regular here on these panel discussions, and um, yeah, it's nice to be here. I'm the manager with Midwest Aries, and, uh, and again, as I say, we have these monthly webinars in partnership with Mental Health Ireland. So on that basis, I'll hand you over to Claire. Yeah, I'm a regular as well, um, which is lovely. I really enjoy these chats. I learn bits myself uh, from other people. Uh, Claire Flynn, and I'm the development officer at Mental Health Ireland for Limerick Care and North Tipperary, and I'll pass you on to James. Thanks, Claire. Uh, thanks, Killian. Hello, Mike. Uh, James Fenley is my name, and I am the coordinator for West Clare Mental Health Association. Where we're based in the lighthouse in Kilrush. And uh, yeah, I think this is the second or third time I've been on. A uh, bit of but butterflies, you know, that's my <laughs> one of my stressors, I suppose. But uh, yeah, looking forward to it again and having a chat with everyone. It's good to be here. 
Great stuff. Thanks, William, James, Claire, and Mike. It's great to have you here. And hopefully we'll have a great discussion uh, on the topic of stress. So again, just for the attendees, if you want to start putting in questions into the Q&A button at the bottom of your screen, and we'll get to the questions in a couple of minutes as well. So I'll kick off with the first question and I'll throw it out to the panel. So what would you define, what is stress and how would you best describe it in your own words? And Claire, I might start with yourself if you want to have a couple yeah. of moments there. Yeah, perfect. I suppose some, for, for me anyway, for myself anyway, that mostly I recognize stress when I actually notice my own behavior changes. And then I realize that I'm stressed. It's not that I think, oh gosh, I'm stressed. And what, you know what I mean? I don't actually sometimes realize it's creeping up on me. And um, but, you know, I, I start to feel like quite a, like a heavy feeling in my head and, and things like that. But one of the most overriding feelings is a feeling of I want to run away, that I'm starting to become overwhelmed. Um, and, you know, and whatever I've coming up, I just want to go into bed and lie down and just close the door and tell the world go away. Um, and like that might be a viable option sometimes, but it isn't a viable option all the time. So, you know, I have to find ways. But for me, that that's what stress is for me. And I suppose... What I've learned to do is actually welcome the feeling because what it's actually telling me is, you know, that I need to refocus again on my self-care. I need to refocus on the things that um, help me stay ticking. Do you know what I mean? And also reminds me that, um, you know, maybe there's other things I need to start, you know, doing again in my life, the nicer things. And whatever's making me stressed, I start to try and focus it and to figure out what is going on with it. But it generally for me, it is just a matter of a lot of things coming together at once. And sometimes... Sometimes like one area in my life, there might be a bit of stress in it and, you know, and that's sort of easier to handle. But sometimes it just it's like a perfect storm. Sometimes that just every area of my life has stresses in it and that can be really, really hard to endure sometimes. So, you know, it really, really depends. But for me, it's that overwhelming feeling of something isn't right. Um, but, I, I, you know, I have learned different things to to support myself with. And James talked about the butterflies. You know, there's that sort of good stress as well, if you like that. You know, I might, the adrenaline might be pumping because I might be about to do a talk or something like that or something like this. And, you know, and I'm worried about my performance and I'm concerned that I won't make an idiot out of myself and drawing all those things. Um, but generally, I feel I can rise to challenge because I better practice now at this stage. You know, how I feel now versus when we did our very first webinar, you know, it would be quite different. So um, so that's what stress is to me anyway. Brilliant, Claire. And I think just like you go talk about the first webinars, I was stressed out, anxious, where the very first one now is just plain sailing. I think it's just learning from the experiences and just get easier and easier and, and stress does subside a little bit over time as well. So that's great. Thanks for the insights. Would anyone have any similar kind of thoughts what Claire was mentioned? James, you might come to yourself if you have any kind of thoughts on what is stress or described in your own words. Thanks. I suppose, Killian, uh, when I was going through things this morning, when I was having a, a mid-morning cup of coffee, I said, I thought it's a very hard question in the sense that what is stress? Stress can mean a lot of things to a lot of different people. So I said, right, just as an exercise, I typed in stress into the into the, the laptop, see what Wikipedia was going to throw to me or Google. And it came back with the World Health Organization. And they described it as any type, any type of change that causes a physical, emotional or psychological strain on a person. And let's finish it up by saying it's the body's response to anything that requires attention. And I said, yeah, yeah, that, that definitely makes sense. But I, I went a little bit further. Uh, I, I, I collect secondhand cookbooks. Uh, it's one of my one of my pastimes. But I, I, a few years ago, I stumbled across two big old letter bound dictionaries. And I said, you know what, let's have a look at what the dictionary says for stress as well. 
Yeah, and I, I had to flick through it to find out. And it was, I suppose, coincidental. The dictionary was published the same year I was born. So maybe that's what attracted to me at a subconscious level. I won't mention the year. I, w- I wouldn't do that to Claire. Like we'd be putting the spotlight on everyone else to say their age. But in the dictionary, what I found was very interesting uh, was there's no, uh, the word stress is no mention of it applied to a person. It was basically a physical exertion on an object like the, the stress on an airplane under atmospheric pressure or a physical force. Or if you wanted to stress the importance of a point in an argument, but no mention of uh, what it does to a person. I thought that was very interesting. So uh, the dictionary is a year short of 50 years old. So uh, it's very. I thought that was very interesting that 50 years ago, stress wasn't mentioned in any way, shape or form as being part of a, a person or applicable to a person. So look, going back to the initial description of it, uh, that causes a physical or emotional or psychological response. For me, I suppose, looking back, I would find similar to Claire, I might feel like there's like it's it's clammy weather or it's humid or it's a bit tundry weather. I would just feel that little bit of atmospheric change, maybe around my head, maybe feeling something up there. So I think that would be a physical response for me to stress uh, emotionally. I would definitely make if if I'm stressed, I would stress eat. Sometimes I'd make bad choices around my diet and, and maybe grab a chicken roll instead of having a bit of salad. You know, if, if you're on the go. And I remember speaking with uh, uh, in when I, one of my jobs, we had David Gillick, the Olympic hurdler in with us. And he, he, he was explaining the same thing. You know, when he retired from the Olympics and he was out on the road uh, when he was stressed, he was making the same bad choices around food you know so emotionally i i definitely would feel that i I would probably stress eat and just make unhealthy choices and again like claire uh, and it's like everyone's mental health it can just creep up on you sometimes and being able to have that early early warning sign to be able to counteract it and do things about it yeah that's probably still a work in progress you know for me you're always learning you're readjusting but uh yeah it's a journey i suppose and like everything you know some stress is good then butterflies i welcome the butterflies before i go have to talk because i tend to kind of overthink it and and probably worry what people are thinking but uh someone said something to me great last week what someone else thinks of you is none of your business (laughs) i thought you know what i'm going to use that as a positive thing to you know i suppose help me deal with the stress but uh yeah, that's my little nugget to start off with anyway, Killian. Great. Thanks, William. There was a lot in that, James. Really good. Like, I think what you kind of mentioned about recognizing stress when it arises, maybe that's a key point, you know, before something goes on a downward spiral, really, I think that's a key point to be have that awareness around as well. Michael, pass it over to you. Have you any thoughts on even what Claire and James have mentioned or any of your own individual thoughts? Yeah, and I suppose, again, thinking about this naturally enough, when you look at the topic of stress, and whereas everybody can say, oh, I feel stressed. You know, I'm under a lot of stress at the moment, but what does it look like, you, you know? And uh, and again, when you can talk about those definitions, and I suppose it is a pressure. And I suppose the stress is when we don't know what to do with the pressure, if we don't have the skills or the ability to cope. And then I was thinking about like then body responses or, you know, emotional responses. We can associate stress very much then with, to, to me, it's very similar to anxiety. 
you know, so what's the difference between stress and anxiety? And you have anxiety disorders if you want to get into, you know, diagnosis and stuff like that. So I like that. I did the James on it and I put in stress v um, anxiety, hit the button in Google search engine, and it came back with that stress is a pressure or um, where people can feel overwhelmed but can identify the reason. Whereas anxiety, you may be having the same physical and emotional, your feeling responses, the same thought responses, but sometimes you may not be even to be able to, you may not be able to identify there's a reason. So, and again, I was stressed here yesterday morning um, team meeting. And I suppose, what did I do? I was venting, I was giving out. So, and I knew this wasn't right because again, when you're a manager of a service and you have a team, which, and I was just giving out. But like I had, I was looking forward to my weekend, you know, first time in a long time, I'd say I was genuinely had that feeling of, I'm going to enjoy this. But what it also identified with me is kind of when there was a couple of things happened. And again, on Monday more, on Monday afternoon, I was going into a, 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 a national meeting and um, my laptop just froze, it died. And so in that, like I was just, if one more thing goes wrong, and I suppose for me, it was kind of like, well, hang on here now. If I've reached tipping point, I thought I was okay. Maybe I need to do a little bit of thinking and unpacking. What is actually going on here? Like Like, why was I that fragile that certain things tipped me over? Whereas on a different weekend, I could have said, actually, that's just life. We'd sorted every problem as a solution. You know, so... And again, as you know, uh, James mentioned the butterflies and preparation in the same way it can be a warning sign. So, again, it comes back to listen to your body. What's actually going on and kind of, you know, tune in, um, you, you know. Um, yeah, it, 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 as I said, it's an interesting word. What is stress? You know, um, and again, three different opinions here. And I know, Gillian, what your version of stress is? Um, yeah, it's a good question, Mike. I think because that's why I try. I put it in like just to kind of get the conversation going. But I think it's the physical sensation of it, and you know, just I t- just use the example of when we first start these webinars. Very stressed, very anxious, a whole mix of different emotions. And I think now it's subsided. There is a little bit, but it's more butterflies and more. I suppose, positive emotions going with it, looking forward to it rather than looking at it as a negative, really. Like, so there's like, yeah, we could, we could delve into it a little bit more, but I think what you said, Mike, about um, listening to your body is key, you know, listen to being aware and everything else. So that's, um, and asking yourself, why am I feeling this way as well? So that's really, really important. But anyone have any additional thoughts before we move on to the next question? Or are we happy enough that we've kind of captured the definition of stress or what it means to us in our own words or Claire, are you going Just to say, there? yeah, that like, um, like there is a link between stress and anxiety as well. You know, that like stress can lead to feelings of anxiety and strong anxiety as well. And, you know, that if, if stress, if just prolonged stress for too long a time, do you know what I mean? It can lead to um, other, you know, serious um, mental health as well as physical ones. You know, it does affect us. It affects us head to toe. You know, if it's particularly if it's going on for too long, if it's going on prolonged and people can experience burnout and people can experience fatigue and stuff like that. So, you know, there's like a lot of different ways that uh, I suppose for me, anyway, it just shows for me like the interconnectedness sometimes between, you know, one thing and another. Which sometimes maybe people maybe don't realize, you know, that stress can be seen as one thing. 
anxiety can be seen as another thing. And Mike, you know, like, you know, it was making the point, you know, they are very much, um, you know, interconnected, you know, and, and even like that, that anxiety can lead to depression. Do you know what I mean? You know, that, that there's so many things that can be interconnected and can be seen as standalone issues, but quite often can lead, you know, can lead to each other or, 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 or are responsible for each other, if you like. So another good reason to remind ourselves to not become where we can, to not become burnt out by stress or to take, you know, proper breaks, you know, and different things like that. But, you know, just reminding myself of that as well, um, because I was in a situation before that I had let, led to burnout and the impact it had, you know, and I learned a very, very valuable lesson there um, in that I never want to go back there again. Do you know what I mean? So it really, really taught me in terms of self-care as well. Really good, Claire. Really good. Yeah, the lessons and the experiences again that we kind of come back to again. So that's any additional thoughts on that before we move on? Are we happy enough? Yeah, all good. So next, I'm just going to check the Q&A there. If there's questions that people want to ask, please do put in as we go along anyway. So the next question is, can stress be the thief of hope? And if so, um, how? So, Mike, I might come to you first. That's all right. Sorry, you're jotting down there. Thanks. Yeah. And um, yeah, so again, is it the teeth of hope? So again, when we look at it, I know and the, that prolonged stress, um, you, you know, and it's, yeah, so what's hope? We all hope for a good day. We hope for, a, you know, we will be well. We hope for a nice weekend. We hope we win the match at the weekend or whatever our interest is. You know, I hope the sun will shine. So very often hope is something that we're looking forward to. And I suppose when we're stressed, it can take away that, you, you know, the enjoyment, you know, that you're stuck in the now. And um, and was uh, it was what it, in the last couple of evenings there again, and it was just like sitting down watching TV. But yet I had all that stuff in my head and I was feeling it physically. You know, I could feel this pressure here because I know there's stuff to be done. And... Yeah, and it will be done. But yet I was still feeling stressed. And, and I was there, you need to stop this. Because I think as we're getting older as well, and again, it's that checking in. Um, yeah, I shouldn't have this pressure in my chest because it can lead to, you know, physical and mental damage. You know, when, you know, Claire was talking about burnout. But like, you know, as I'm getting older, I see people my age where they talk about a pop star or a sports person, they're getting a heart attack or someone's getting a stroke. And I don't want that to be me. But and purely so when I look at my stress levels, like, am I managing them properly? I do my best and I don't get it right all the time, because like if I was sitting here as some sort of an expert, you know, I wouldn't have felt like that the other night, you know, but yes, we can still do our best. Um, you know, and then going back maybe, I suppose, 25 years ago, and I suppose when we look at health and that, and again, I was going through a very difficult time and I was with my GP and, um, and our response was interesting because I was saying, geez, I'm, I'm only in my early 30s. I don't drink. I don't smoke. I'm fit. I'm healthy. I do all the right things. But physically, my body was falling apart. But there was other stressors. And 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 as she looked back at me and I says, why is this happening to me? You know, and all she said was, well, if you weren't doing all the things that you were doing or that you are doing, you would be a walking time. Bomb. 
So that in itself always sat in here that, yeah, we still, like, it's like um, the chicken fillet roll or that kind of the unhealthy diet or elite standing up and that sort of stuff, whereas we mightn't alleviate the stress, but we can certainly manage it, you know, and find ways to manage it, you know. So again, and again, it is, for, for me, I always say it's my line here, for anybody in any difficulty, whether it's stress, anxiety, behavioral stuff, if we can reflect enough to check in with ourselves and ask ourselves, and it's one question, is this helping? And, and that for me is the check because we can all go into the, the burnout spiral, the downward spiral, the negative thinking, the, the bad behaviors. So if there's some way we could have that, like figure out interventions. And for me, that intervention to manage my stress is, is this helping? And if not, then that's the point I need to change. You know, but as I said, it doesn't always work, you know, but every little bit helps, you know. That's brilliant. Brilliant. Brilliant, Mike. Thanks a million. Would anyone have any thoughts around that, James? You might come to yourself and uh, even if you want to reflect on Mike or even the question, can stress be the teeth of hope? If so, how? Yeah, I, uh, I promise this will be the last time I make a reference to the dictionary at Google. <laughs> but I said, you know, what does hope mean? Again, it's like stress. It's, a, it's not an easy one to define. So uh, I went to Google, we've done it before, and it was defined as a feeling of expectation for a particular thing to happen. And I said, okay, it's just kind of anticipating and hope, you're hoping something will happen or change. And then the dictionary from all those years ago was a desire with expectation of fulfillment. So fulfillment, you know, I think that was kind of a strong word, but I suppose the question then, can stress be a teeth of hope? I think left unchecked and left uh, to manifest for a long period of time, I think definitely, you know, you could see situations where people, you know, it, it would eat into people's hope for sure. And I think that's what makes it, I suppose, a very important topic that we are discussing because, you know, left for a sustained period of time, it will certainly leave a mark physically, emotionally and psychologically on a person. And uh, then you're, you know, it, what it, that manifests in down the line, you don't know where it could stop. So look, I suppose like Mike was saying, maybe maybe it's something as we get older and we get a little bit mature yeah, that uh, you start to look inwards, I suppose. And that for me is probably the key, you know, to hold on to that hope and, to self do that self-assessment and check in with myself and be a bit more in tune uh, you know the aches and pains come as you get older and we like to think we're bulletproof and we're the same now as we were when we were 30 but you know the bodies never stop and uh, the aches just keep on coming so but you know that there that's there's daily stressors in your life that are, are good for you. I, I remember years ago speaking to my GP and she said stress, stress is good and it can be, you know, once it's managed. So I suppose for me, it definitely left unchecked and left linger on. It can be, it can certainly, you know, eat into someone's hope. But uh, again, there's hope for everyone that, there that, there, you know, there's tools and techniques to help people deal with their stress. And by and large, I think all of them don't cost anything, you know. So that's that's certainly given given hope to me and given hope to people that there's things we can all do and apply to ourselves on a daily basis 
to counteract that that levels of stress because we all need that little bit of stress but sometimes you know you need to de-stress and decompress and be able to do it is is a is a huge uh tool for someone brilliant james excellent and i like what you kind of mentioned about looking inward and that self-assessment and that day-to-day if that's day-to-day or week-to-week or whatever it may be it all has a positive impact i'm sure so claire we might come to yourself on the question can stress yeah, um, thanks i think it can i mean because i suppose it depends really on the stressors for a person like some people have stressors that have been and will probably go on for a long time do you know what i mean so um and things that maybe that you know that are outside of their control so you know if you think of carers um you know things that you know things like that are you know um with the circumstances around the cost of living now and you know and things that you know what i mean there's so much things that can be outside of a person's control but can cause real stress and you know in in the terms of like losing a bit of hope and like like it's like this is has is going on forever is it ever going to stop do you know what i mean and when you see like we're so in tune with world events as well. You know what I mean? Like a hundred years ago, we wouldn't have been as concerned about other events in other parts of the world because we'd have heard about them so late they'd nearly been over. Do you know what I mean? Whereas now we have immediate access and, you know, it just, I, that there's so many different things that can seem so out of control, but can cause such a lot of stress for so many people. Um, but it's like what James is saying is, you know, it, like there's so much that like for anyone who has ongoing stress all the time and it's like, well, what am I supposed to do about this isn't going to end? So there's not, I can't change this overnight or I can't do anything about this or whatever it might be. And um, it said that idea of, you know, what one of my favorite sayings is, you know, how to eat an elephant, which is like, you know, a small bite at a time, do you know, it's about breaking down something into smaller pieces. But another very good one, and there's a template for it, I'm in there on the website is, you know, that idea of what's within my control and what's outside of my control, do you know? And, so like sometimes what is within our control is just literally how am I going to support myself through this or well, how can I control my reaction to it? Do you know what I mean? And that might be the only thing that we can absolutely control about anything, you know, and and using that then can give us back a bit of hope in terms of, well, I can't do anything about that, but I can go for a walk for myself or I can meet my friend for a cup and just talk about the Kardashians or do you know what I mean? And, you know, and give myself a break from whatever the stresses are and. Um, so, you know, I can understand, though, if someone is in the middle of well, feeling like, if you like using the analogy, like being in the trenches of something, do you know what I mean? Of trying to endure something that it can feel quite hopeless at times, but it's not, you know, there are things, as James said, very simple things, very easy things that people, that, you know, that I do for myself and I know other people on this panel do for themselves as well to help endure the different things that maybe we have to do sometimes. Brilliant. Great stuff, Claire. Um, like I like what you said about your kind of what's in your control or the external things that are outside of your control, but your how you react to it as well in the moment is really, really important. And I like that as well because I think we might delve into the things we all do for ourselves towards the end of um the webinar as well. So that'll be brilliant. Um there is a question, but I'll get to it in a second in the QA section. But I just I know we kind of touched on recognizing stress. So the next question I'll throw out to the panel is. Can you recognize stress when it arises and can stress be helpful in certain situations? So it's kind of a two part question. So, again, we kind of touched on it a little bit. So I might kind of want to delve into it a little bit deeper. Can you recognize it when it arises and can it be helpful? So, James, you might go to yourself first. That's OK. I suppose, yeah, I think I probably touched on it earlier on I say the butterflies would be one thing you know when you feel a bit of stress and that's kind of, that's a good stress you know uh, 
it's an easy one to recognize. Others might be a bit succinct, I suppose. Sometimes for me personally, I would, I would notice I hold my breath a little bit and then I would find I, I'm not breathing, you know, that 12, 10 to 12 breaths a minute. So it's just a subconscious thing. And I have to consciously work on it, remind myself to breathe and stop holding my breath. And uh, I suppose, how does that, how do I physically recognize that? Uh, It's probably a little bit of a a flutter in the heart or something like that, or something just kind of twigs and tells me, hold on now, you need to breathe a bit more. And uh, so I would focus on uh, a, a little bit of breath work, a little bit of Wim Hof breath work. And, you know, it brings me back to center, I suppose, and it, it grounds me, but gets gets the oxygen back into the bloodstream, you know, on the, that chemical level. And, you know, uh, that helps me get out of it. Uh, but look, again, it can be a lot of different things to different people, and it mightn't be so succinct. Recognizing it, uh, is, again, it's, it's by looking inward and being in tune. I think Mike might... Or, Michael Clare said it earlier on, you know, you know, listen to your body. And uh, I suppose that's the key for me with recognizing the stress. Listen to what your body is saying or body is doing. And uh, that's that's probably the golden rule for me. And it's the easiest one is listen to what the body is doing. And you'll know what's within your normal limits and capabilities. And when something crops up outside of that, that for me is always the best indicator that uh, you might be a bit stressed here now it's it's time to maybe take a step back from whatever you're doing and just check in with yourself and then you know work on your strategies Jen to bring yourself back to yourself Excellent Brilliant James the strategies are key just to have in the in the toolbox I suppose so would anyone else have yes. thoughts on it? Mike maybe you might come to yourself can you recognise stress when it arises yeah. and is it helpful in certain situations? So it's kind of a yeah, and I suppose yeah, it, it can be because again, it's it's a bit like we 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 often talk about anxiety, and it's that similarity of like the butterflies, or we're getting um, yeah, preparing for something, or preparing for an exam, or preparing for you know something. So so again, but once that stress goes, when the event is over, it's when that when it remains, it's that anxiety. Um, breathing, I find, is a great tool as well. Um, and I often notice I'm holding my breath too, particularly when I'm driving. And that's when I would become quite aware of it. Yeah. Thanks, Gillian. Great. Claire, might come to yourself. Yeah. Um, I think sometimes before um, I would have noticed I was stressed after the event, you know, it would be like when actually something was over, I'm going, oh my God, I didn't realize like how tense my shoulders were. I didn't realize that I wasn't breathing properly. I, you know what I mean? And sometimes it was after the fact that maybe I, I realized. And, you know, that I, 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 it took me a while to recognize stress when it was creeping up on me. Um, but you can, you know, I mean, it is that thing like James said, of almost like being reflective of if you can get a moment of like, you know, t- it's like take a deep breath can be great because, you know, for like for me anyway, it's like that my shoulders sometimes feel like they're up around my ears. You know what I mean? So and I've started to recognize that, you know, that it's almost like I'm walking around like this um, and not. But that's what it feels like, you know, that tenseness. Um, so, you know, taking a deep breath sometimes and just taking a moment, sometimes even just when buying the kettle, I find sometimes just take a deep breath now here. And then through that, I'm recognizing if my shoulders are starting to feel a bit calmer, you know, and things like that. And um, so you can recognize it, but it does take a bit of self-reflection. It does take a bit of 
why am I feeling like this? Why am I so tense? Or it might even be for some people, you know, with prolonged stress, it might be that there are physical symptoms, like maybe some, like there might be rashes or there might be aches and pains in other parts of the body, headaches, um, you know, uh, not being able to sleep. You know what I mean? There's so many different things that mightn't be, you might, that person mightn't link to actual stress, but, you know, that is where you may be coming from. So the reflection is great. Um, it can be helpful in certain situations. So like what James is saying in terms of the original um, definition of stress was when pressure was applied to something like mechanical, do you know? So, you know, when pressure is applied to people, um, you know, it can be a good pressure. So if you think about like preparing for something that's a bit of a challenge, you know, a bit of a positive risk take, it's a bit of a challenge for a person and they're going to try and rise to that challenge. Do you know what I mean? That is definitely stress, but it's a good stress because the outcome of that could be very positive. You know, the impact on self-esteem, it could have an impact on your work, or it could have an impact on your life. You know, so many different ways that those positive stresses, um, you know, can be really, really good for us. Um, and we want more of those. You know, we want more of that lovely positive stress in our lives where we can get it. Um, but, you know, and try and have less of the other stresses. We mightn't be able to avoid one. You know, we might be able to avoid those stresses that, that, that are not so great. And we might be able to start encouraging more of those positive stresses in our lives that maybe might help balance then you know with the other stresses so it can be helpful um and it is all for all of us individually just to figure out what what is a good stressor for us and maybe what's the stressor that we want to try and avoid where we can or try and support ourselves through where we can excellent claire really good stuff here just identifying it and just uh, trying to latch onto the positive stress that can take us from the next place to the next place as well so that's really really good there's a question in the q a and I, it kind of ties in a little bit to what we were talking about earlier so i might just ask this one so do you think stress can lead to physical ill health um does anyone want to take that because it kind of stress, yeah yeah, yeah, stress, right there, yeah stress a number of years ago was designated by the world health organization as one of the biggest uh, physical health concerns in the world and um, now that's been overtaken by other things but it absolutely can cause physical Ill health um and it, it is that thing of um like i was saying earlier that you know traditionally we were sort of seeing like that our mind was separate from our physical self you know but we know now that that's not the case that you know, whatever is happening in our head affects us physically and whatever happens physically affects our head, you know, so absolutely it can cause, and as I was saying, like it's, it's been discovered now that it can cause, um, it can be a leading cause in some cancers, it can cause issues with hearts, it can cause issues with like with skin conditions, with, you know, there was, and like there's a tenuous links to like autoimmune diseases and stuff like that. So it absolutely can have a physical impact. And um, from the smallest of ways to like having a headache, if you like, and um, to the biggest of ways. So, you know, it is something that's worth putting a bit of time and effort into for ourselves so that we can try and protect our our overall health, you know, as we as we make our way through our lives. Brilliant. Great stuff, Claire. James, would you have any thoughts on that? The question. Do you want me to read it again? Or are you happy enough? I know I'm happy enough, Colleen. Uh, yeah, I suppose looking at it, I, I would. I would definitely believe that uh, long-term stress would could have a huge uh, physical present itself physically to people. And what, um, what does that look like? Uh, well, I, I I know from people I I've worked with where they, they would have presented to their doctors and they would be physically fit, but they would be stressed through their work and what it might look like then after the doctor speaking to them because there is no test. Like you can take a COVID test and it'll tell you if you've COVID, but there is no 
no uh, strip or thing you can put into your mouth or your nose that's going to tell you if you're stressed and there's nothing there's no blood test that the doctor can do but you know it could manifest itself in high blood pressure in someone you know and high blood pressure and hypertension as claire mentioned as regards the heart that's a serious condition if if left left unchecked and unmanaged uh I would th- I would also think, you know, there's a, a train of thought that your your gut is your your second brain. And I think, you know, when people are stressed as well, you know, they can have bowel uncomfort uncomfortableness in, in their bowels and the way the mechanics work down there. So definitely it can present it can present itself dif- differently, you know, to different people. But I suppose and uh, as I was saying earlier, if, if I make bad decisions around the food I eat, well, that might have a knock-on effect if you're having that, making the bad decisions and having chips every day or the chicken fillet roll or the breakfast roll. Your cholesterol will start to climb fairly quickly. And if you're not taking care of yourself and getting a bit of exercise. So while stress doesn't, I suppose, cause high cholesterol, it it, it attributes to, to the your actions and your lifestyle choices and your decisions. So I think it's it's a huge bearing on people's health and well-being and we probably, you know, everyone probably says, ah, probably a bit stressed and you hope it goes away and you carry on the next day. But I think people probably underestimate how it can physically affect your health and the different ways it can. And I know Claire mentioned, uh, you know, breathing with, you know, her shoulders being tight. And that's come up before where uh, people breathing just into the top of their lungs and just doing this kind of a sigh where you're not getting the oxygen in. And, you know, that's another sign of being stressed. But that. By not, you know, yoga breathing, breathing down into the belly and belly out and shoulders nice and relaxed, you're loading your body with oxygen. So, yeah, for me, I, I'm certainly in the camp that, you know, stress can, you can pay, it can pay, I suppose, the body can pay a huge price physically for stress. Absolutely. Brilliant, James. And I think it goes back to what Claire mentioned as well about everything is interlinked in some shape or form or interconnected. So, again, yeah. Great insights there from both yourself and Claire. Mike, have you? I don't if your signal may be. Yeah, there's no worries. Signal maybe or you're on mute there, Mike. Sorry, yeah, I wasn't sure. Yeah, um, yeah, I would agree with it. Yeah, I'd agree with it, everything that was said there. And I suppose for me, it would be well, I'm the evidence of what happens when you're not managing stress because again, I would have. Um, I would have never been aware I was stressed. I didn't know what stress was. So again, I have a digestive disorder. Um, you know, I take medication for high blood pressure, but the damage was done. And I'm going back. So I'm, I'm taking medication for the last, for both of those, for the last 30 plus years now at this stage. And um, yeah, and I have to live with that. So it's been that constant struggle then of trying to manage stress, but there's also physical damage already done but I'm still here. So it didn't finish me off just yet. So, and I suppose when we look at even managing stress, I struggle with sleep. And, uh, but again, if I'm struggling with sleep, I turn it into an opportunity. So I'm up early every morning. I come into work, I park the car outside and I go for a walk. And um, so again, it's a bit like getting that that oxygen in as James said. So look at something that I, you know, while 
yeah, I can actually stop that or manage to sleep at the moment, but I'm turning it into an opportunity to, to do something, you know, well for myself, a bit of quiet time, getting in the exercise, getting in the oxygen, grounding myself before I come in to start work. I'm still in plenty of time. And that even itself is managing time uh, helps me manage my stress, you know. So, yeah, but it does come back to, yeah, I'm the evidence that, yeah, stress and physical ill health are linked. Absolutely. Brilliant. Anyone have additional thoughts on that? Thanks for sharing that, Mike. Great stuff altogether. Um, I mean, I know some people yeah. don't get affected by stress at all. Do you know what I mean? You know, I'd love to be one of those people, but you know, and it like it's a, it, it isn't the same for everybody. You know, some people just these certain things, you know, wouldn't stress them at all at all. You know what I mean? And then things that maybe wouldn't stress me might stress another person, you know, so everyone's stressors are different as well. You know what I mean? Um like my husband always says like the pressures for tires do you know what I mean you know he's just he just you know he just doesn't seem to get it's not that he doesn't get stressed but things that maybe might stress me out you know wouldn't absolutely stress him out at all and I think as well that like and like not everybody will be affected physically by stress either do you know what I mean and um, but at the same time like you know everyone has a vulnerability you know around different things but you know, it's worth keeping an eye on it and it's worth um, putting time into it because even if it's not about stress, taking care of ourselves physically and mentally, we're going to reap the benefits in the long term anyway. You know, whether we have it, whether we have a reason to or not, you know, whether we're living with anxiety or living with stress or not, or living, you know what I mean? Anyone looking after themselves and paying that bit of attention to themselves, giving their, their selves that bit of priority, um, it's, they're going to reap the benefits in the long term. We're all living longer. Hopefully, please God, you just mean that you know people live well past their seventies into their eighties and stuff like that. So the work we put in, in you know, in our in our thirties, forties, fifties, and sixties, you know, will uh, hopefully lead to better health. You know, when we're older as well, you know. So definitely worthwhile doing as well. Definitely, yeah, Claire. It's just the daily steps that all add up that have that positive compound ripple effect that I always say as well. It really makes a difference. There's another question in the Q and A, and I'd like to get to it as well. And it's how should we deal with stress while dealing with employers while, while where sorry where they work on their own terms? So I'll read that again. How should we deal with stress with dealing with employers where they work on their own terms? So does anyone want to come in on that one? I mean, I will say that an employer working on their own terms, I'm not sure what that means. But if there are um, resources out there that anyone can access if they feel that they have work-related work related stress. It is a recognised thing. It is something that's covered under the Health and Safety Authority. Um, it is something that you can find information on on the hse.ie. Um, you know, uh, there, there is loads of information out there. So if anybody's feeling that they have work-related stress um, and it's not being dealt with uh, through their workplace, then I would suggest going to organisations like that that have a lot more information about, you know, what a person's maybe rights, what the employer's responsibility, what the employee's responsibility might be. But it will also give, I'm sure, tips and information on, you know, how to how to handle that within your workplace and, um, you know, in a way that's supportive uh, and that allows you to continue to do your job without there being confrontation, if you like, or, you know, or, you know what I mean, that's that turning it into a stress in and of itself. And um, other than that, I, you know, again, I would only say like what's within your control, what's outside of your control sort of scenario. That's sometimes the only way that I can deal with things anyway. Um, but I, I leave it then to the other guys there. They might have some better advice or information than that. Perfect. Thanks, Melanie Claire. Mike, are you going to come in there maybe? Uh, yeah. 
I'll just yeah. jump in there again. Again, I'm not clear, fully clear on the question either. Um, you know, but again, there is supports. There should be in every workplace, like you know, maybe employee assistance programs. Talk to your manager about stress, but if there's a, but if we're talking about an unreasonable workload, uh, that's a completely different thing from an employer. Uh, and it reminds me of a time I used to have one employer, and they used to come up to and he used to come out and see all them there. See that list? I want all those done for this evening. And I would say, it can't be done. There's not enough hours. I want you on that list. I want all those done for this evening. And I would say, it can't be done. There's not enough hours. And this used to go on. So all I used to say was, put them in order and I will do my be the best I can. And we'll take it from there and see what happens. And that was one way of doing it. Another time then, I, uh, it was a colleague, um, young woman and her uh, again, the same boss, he was atrocious to her. The language he used and like pressure, he was unpleasant. And uh, and she came to me one day in tears. And she says, I don't know what to do. You know, um, he speaks to me terribly and it's really upsetting. And all I said to, said to her was, well, I said, well, the next time he does that, I says, his ha he has a wife and two daughters who are working. And I said, you know, when he speaks to you like that again, all you have to say is, listen to the way you've spoken to me. How would you feel if somebody spoke to your wife or your two daughters in, like that in their workplace? And that happened. And then she so she reflected back at that back to him. And he never spoke to her again like that. You, you know, so uh, again, it was a non-confrontational way of doing it as well. So again, but she was really stressed. And sometimes we need to, so I suppose, reaching out for advice from other people you know what can I do in stressful situations so that was a real example that worked there uh, you know but I think as Claire said there's an organizational responsibility too on employers um, you know but again the, the question uh, again I don't I'm not fully sure if I answered that question um, yeah because again it was, it was just a little bit yeah, I think I think we covered. I think more or less it was kind of getting the information, getting the supports, and everything else. That there is a lot of organisational kind of stuff that you can on the HSC, as you mentioned, Claire, and different organisations. Also, that's that's really important. So hopefully that answered for the person that asked that. James, I don't know if you want to ask any, or even add anything additionally. Are you happy enough? Not all. I would say again, it was just the back end of the question. I was just kind of struggling to understand it, but I suppose. I think there's a culture, it's a cultural thing, and I, I could, I'm only speaking from my own narrative from, from previous employments. Uh, I think there's a culture in Ireland where, you know, we're all too quick as employers, as managers, as supervisors, and as workers uh, to catch people doing things wrong. Jump in there, that's wrong, that's not right, or whatever it is, but we're very, we're not backward and coming forward to catch people doing things wrong, but... Uh, we're very slow in coming forward to catch people doing things right. And I think that's the culture that, you know, you want to strive to get to, whether, you know, you're the employer, the manager, or the organization. You want to acknowledge acknowledge and reward success. And we take for granted things are going to be done and, and things will be done. But, you know, even people turning up for work and just getting through their day and not doing anything fantastic you know to some people that could be a big challenge on the day because you don't know what stresses they've had to leave at home to get into work or, or what's going on so i think you know it can it, it can you know stress in the workplace can be very toxic and you know again eap programs uh programs you know are there for people to avail of but 
the culture needs to change. Uh, and sometimes I, I've often advocated to people where possible, if the job is making them that unhappy, then, you know, you know, if financially, if they can move out of the job, then they should look to do it, you know, because, you know, I think it's incumbent on us while we all have responsibilities financially, you've incumbent, incumbent to try and enjoy things as you're going through things and not to beat yourself up. I, I know more people who, uh, uh, went to college straight out of leaving school and then didn't, you know, ended up in a completely different career because they were probably stressed and under so much pressure to get the leave and start and get points that wasn't the job they wanted, you know, but that's what I would say to people. Start start catching people doing things right and uh, you'll get it back in spades from them, you know, and if someone is not prepared to do that or in your employment, if you're coming up against that barrier all the time, well, you know, always get the support of your peers you know, in, in the canteen and have a chat with them and just let it go. And I suppose not be living in the past too much, let the things go, but, you know, advocate for yourself for sure. That's really good advice, James. It's appreciating the good things that are being done as well and uh, in the day-to-day things as well. Like So that's solid, solid advice. So I'm just going to uh, share the meditation that we usually do at the at this part of the webinars. So I'll just give me, bear with me a second, if that's okay with the panelists as well um i'll just share this and this one this meditation let me know if you can see it on the screen here anyway give me a thumbs up yeah so i'll just invite the attendees and the panelists just give this meditation a go it's called a present moment meditation so we're talking about stress so i think it's a nice time we want to incorporate into the webinar itself so i'll play it just give me a thumbs up if you can hear it james in a second and just sit back it's about three minutes long and hope you enjoy it so to begin allow yourself to get comfortable You can be seated or lying down for this meditation. Begin by taking a few deep breaths, inhaling deeply and exhaling slowly. Allow yourself to let go of any stress you've been feeling Let go of any tension in your jaw and allow your breath to return to normal. Simply bringing your awareness to what it feels like to breathe right now. Notice the physical sensations of breathing. Wherever that sensation of breathing is the most vivid, place your awareness there. You might feel it most in the rise and fall of your abdomen. Wherever that sensation is the clearest, simply place your focus right there. Experience the inhale, experience the exhale, and experience the in-between. Your mind will wander, but just simply notice when it does, and with compassion for yourself, accept or acknowledge that your mind has wandered.
last few moments this is your opportunity to pay attention to this present moment simply notice and feel what it feels like to breathe in this present moment notice how you feel in your body and just take a moment to experience this offering yourself a little gratitude for taking this time to be present and with one final awareness to our breath again breathe in and a big exhale out carry this feeling of presence with you as you go into your day and slowly open your eyes again and bring your attention back into the room again good stuff that was hopefully all the attendees and the panelists enjoy that um so I'm just going to throw out the last question. I'm just going to double check the Q&A there while we're doing that. So your, the last question before we wrap up, your top tip for managing anxiety and that can help someone in the moment. So any final words of wisdom that can help someone out there that may be having really, really stressed at the moment as well. So uh, Claire, we might start with yourself. That's okay, your top tip. Not mute there. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um... For me, anyway, and I see there's one there about stress headaches and that as well. So I've gotten better at recognizing when it's, as you know, before it gets bad, I suppose. Do you know what I mean? So there's a bit of like, I would suggest a longer term, that bit of sort of reflection of like, you know, what did I feel like getting up to this point? You know what I mean? Um, are there things I could do differently? You know what I mean? Are there things I could do to support myself, to stop myself getting to that point? But also then when within that point, you know, it's, it's, you know, doing the daily things every day. It's like, you know, it might be whatever works for you, a physical activity that you can do within your own abilities and within your own area. And um, it might be about, you know, trying to eat as healthily as you possibly can, you know, getting good nutrients into your body as much as you possibly can, you know, because that will support you trying to get sleep where you can. And meditation or deep breathing can be really, really helpful, particularly with stress headaches. Um, but also distraction, like so distraction sometimes taking myself away from whatever the stressor is for a short, even if it's for a short or for a longer period of time, doing something completely different. And um, if it's something that's stressing me, you know, if, I'm, if I'm doing something that's causing me a bit of stress, just taking a distraction away from that little time and, and a combination of all those. And one thing I find that really, 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 really works for me is I try to drink enough water every day. Um, you know, I just find that water can really, really help. It refreshes me. And obviously I stay hydrated because the tendency might be to not maybe drink as much water and then that can, you know, make the headache worse as well. So, you know, staying hydrated and stuff like that. So it's whatever you find works for you. And again, that's about the reflection again of, you know, what do I enjoy doing? What's a good distraction for me? You know, um, are there things, are there stresses I can avoid? And if I can't avoid them, what can I do to help myself get through them? Um, and everybody's different and what everybody likes to do is different. Some people like yoga, some people like walking, some people like headbanger music, some people like softer music. You know, it's whatever floats your boat, uh, whatever helps you to feel better. Um, do that as often as you can. Um, and that will really, really go a long way. The more you do it over time, it'll go a long way then to being able to catch things sooner and, you know, and, and maybe reduce things as they're happening to you as well. Brilliant. Brilliant, Claire. Thanks a million for sharing. James, I might come to you and then Mike as last then thanks a lot 
I think, look, uh, for me, Killian, uh, the go-to one is exercise. And look, I, I know from, from your own background, you'd probably you'd echo that. I just find it it's a great release after a hard or a heavy day, you know, where, you know, you, you might have had to, I suppose, find yourself in, in stressful situations, you know, to, to let it go at the end of the day. So going for a walk, I think is a great way to clear the head and uh, to de-stress. Uh, I'd echo what Claire was saying, uh, breathing. Again, I, I, I can hold my breath. So uh, some breathing exercises. And, and again, it's free. You just have to give yourself a bit of time. Uh, go online, Google Wim Hof. There's easy exercises there, box breathing. They're, they're, they're a great way to center you and you're loading more oxygen into your body. Uh, I suppose, depending on what's stressing someone, if someone is stressed because they're juggling a lot of balls at the one time, maybe to sit down and look at what are, you know, what are the immediate needs? What are the medium term needs? What are what are that person's long term balls that they're juggling? And maybe to, maybe try and prioritize a bit instead of having 10 balls in the air, you can say, well, look, they're, they're down the line. I can put them off for a while now and just, you know, ease the workload, ease the payload, share the burden. And then last one, as I would say, talk to people, talk to your peers, talk to your family, your friends, your colleagues, check in with someone and see how they're doing and let them know you're feeling a bit stressed and just, I'm not going to say vent, but uh, you know, in our peer support groups, we've some gentlemen that come up and they just have to get stuff off their chest in the group and, and they tell us it's coming. I just need to let it up and it mightn't be anything significant at all. It's just daily life, but they need to let it go and they need to verbalize it to let it go. So to talk to someone as well, for sure. Don't hold it in. Do not bottle it in. Absolutely. Brilliant, James. Thanks a million. Mike, will we come to yourself? Thanks, yeah. Gillian. Thanks, Gillian. And uh, yeah, so again, interesting. It fits in with, I suppose, the um, the question that came in there from uh, one of the uh, the attendees there just on pain management uh, or, you know, the, the headaches are a stress headache caused by stress. And I suppose... Um, they're taking obviously painkillers for it and what what would they recommend and I suppose sometimes it's around like you know identify what that stress is and maybe if you can deal with the stress you may not get the headaches and I don't wish to sound flippant in any way shape or form there because I can name lots of stresses for me at the moment but again I know for me when I'm getting stressed is you know I also have tinnitus the volume goes up you know, so now I know that's a word. And like James said, like the breathing there, I'm holding my breath. So now I need to breathe, you know, and, and recently then, I suppose in the last while, and I was relieved as well uh, when I eventually got uh, to see um, medically what it was. But I like that again, the, uh, thankfully I don't get headaches or pain with it. It was, you, you know, ocular migraines. And when I Googled what causes ocular migraines, First word there, it says stress, you know, and you kind of go, oh, here we go again. But what's the stress? So I can name lots of stresses. I'm taking action. You know, I'm trying to deal with it. I'm trying to do my best. And hopefully, hopefully in the in the meantime, while I'm addressing that, you know, that physically and mentally, I'm not paying a price. So, again, it's that balance and act um, in it all, um, uh, you know, because it. Anyone here today like as a, an attendee, nobody gets a free pass in life. Everybody has their stressors. 
you, you know, so and again, it comes back to at the start of it when we're asking what is it, you know, so what what is stress? Well, stress becomes harmful when we don't have the coping strategy, strategies or the tools or the mechanisms to deal with it. And then we can become overwhelmed and then we can become, you, you know, sick. And uh, so can we learn? Yes, absolutely. Am I still learning? I can write it down. I am. So, um, yeah. Um, yeah. Thanks, Gilly. Yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. Thanks, Millie and Mike. Um, I'm just going to share the PowerPoint again, just on the upcoming events that we have. And Claire and James will come in at the end of this as well. So this is our November online workshop timetable. Um, so we have a couple of workshops on managing well-being and mental health recovery, self-care, building my resilience, understanding acute mental health services for families, carers and supporters. So if you'd like to book onto any of those, it's on midwestseries.eventbrite.ie. Our next webinar then in November is a conversation around men's and mental health. So it will be a great discussion as well on that. So that's on the 30th of November, same time. So it's usually the last Wednesday of the month, each month for the webinars. Then we have the where how to book onto our online workshops or even our social media if you want to subscribe or like to any of our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or YouTube. Uh, this webinar will be up on our YouTube channel in the next day or so. It'll also be as audio on the wellness panel on Anchor FM as well. So have a look at that in time. And then Claire, I'll pass it over to you if that's okay. Yeah, great. Uh, you can see our contact details there for Mental Health Ireland. My own contact details there are, are there as well. Um, if you want a workshop for your community, let me know. I'm going to put into the chat as well, and I get Killian to send out some resources. I'll put into the chat a link where we have a little booklet on anxiety and a little booklet on stress. So you can download those free from our website as well if you want to have a look at those. Um, and the I can control, we have a template that people can use. You know, I was saying what I can control and what's outside of my control. There's a little template that people can use as well. And Killing, you'll be sending out resources to people who attended the webinar, have you? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Send I'll send out to you rather than have a load of things in there um, that you might send out as well. But it was lovely and it was great chats and um, a good reminder to, you know, that um, to stay on my to stay on track with my own wellness um, and I, these webinars always remind me um, of different things and, and it was all, it's always great to have the chats as well and to have the interaction from the from everybody that attends so thanks very much for having me great thanks a million Claire really appreciate it James do you want to come in there just on uh, your, the lighthouse itself in Killarush thanks Killian. Uh yeah so I suppose at the minute it's, it's, it's a busy time of year for us we've just finished up with uh, World Mental Health Week and uh, so we're back into the day-to-day the -day swing of things. So we have peer support groups that meet every Tuesday and every Friday from 7 to 9 p.m. Um, there's no requirement to pre-book. Uh, it's an open open house, so you can come in and avail of peer support on a one-to-one -one or in a group setting, you know, depending on what you're comfortable with. Every Tuesday then we do a, a Woodland for Wellbeing walk down in Vandaler Woods. Um, we have a nice size group attending at the minute. Uh, some people are traveling from a far away as uh, Middletown Malby to come to it, you know, and it's just, it's evidence-based of walking through woodland, you know, can uh, improve your mood and improve your, I suppose, your your approach to exercise as well. There's a healing in it. If we could bottle it and sell it, uh, we'd all be, you know, we'd all be multi-billionaires. Uh, but we know walking through the woods can add that little bit of happiness to you that money money probably doesn't bring. Uh, Wednesdays then we have uh, Adele's Music Club. That's our online offering. 
Uh, tomorrow, particularly busy day. Uh, yourselves are back in the lighthouse for part two of the anxiety workshop. And we'll be in Ennis tomorrow with CLDC delivering a uh, class two of a six class uh, rap course. It's the second course we've done in Ennis. And then in November, we've got a new program. Uh, it's booked out at the minute, so uh, it'll only be a standby or reserve list. If people are interested in it, uh, it's titled uh, Cook Well. Uh, so we've uh, Simon Layton, uh, he's a retired uh, HSE chef with number of years experience and he's going to be bringing people on a four-week workshop uh to give them some hints tips and tricks you know of a, of how a real kitchen works and they're going to go through the the hse 101 recipe book pick out some recipes and do demonstrations and get people involved in it as well so it is booked out at the minute it's fully subscribed but there is a standby list and if we can just put it into the chat there uh our website everything Everything that's there is visible on the website westclarementalhealth.ie or you can contact us through Facebook at The Lighthouse. And thanks again to yourself and to Mike and Claire. It's good to catch up with everyone. I know we're busy and we're always popping emails after each other, but there's a real, there's real goodness in seeing people face to face. I know it's online at the minute and, and, and that is, that serves its purpose as well. But it's nice to, you know, not be behind the screen emailing people, to be connecting with people, I suppose. You know, that's uh, that's what I look forward to as well. So thank you. Lovely. Thanks, William. That's a great wrap up that, uh, for that, James. Thanks, William. Just thanks to Claire and Mike as well and all the attendees for the for the participation and the questions coming in so hopefully you enjoyed the whole webinar and sure we'll be back next month again so just want to say goodbye to everyone so thanks a million and thanks to all the panelists we'll see you real soon thanks a million bye everyone take care thanks for listening to this podcast from midwest aries in partnership with mental health ireland you can find us across all social media platforms at Midwest Aries. Thank you and see you next month.